Hi, it's Taylor from X Nations. You're in Brooklyn. <laughs> I am in Brooklyn. Welcome. I'm officially. like fresh to Brooklyn. Yeah. Even though my band is from Brooklyn. From Brooklyn. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, just moved here and I actually got lost on the subway on the way here. It was. So you're a true New Yorker now. Does that make me a true New Yorker? Or does it make oh, yeah. me like a new New Yorker? No, no, no. I mean, I just told you I, I had train troubles the past two days. That makes you like an a fish. Okay. New Yorker. okay. Yeah, yeah. I feel better. Oh, yeah. Like the fine lines that I um, started to create on the way here are now like vanished. Yeah. No, you, Thank you're you. <laughs> no, true New Yorker. There's like, how, did you ever watch How I Met Your Mother? There's like rules. It's like once you cry on the train, once you like like take a cab from somebody there's like rules for when you like become a true new yorker i need to like rewatch You'll, now that i'm here you know yes it will it will be so different but hello and Hi. welcome uh as Thanks you know oh of course uh for those of you who maybe uh haven't heard any past episodes with you before you know i'm a huge fan and i followed your music from the beginning and Literally. this is your third time in the studio yeah i'm happy that you came back I mean, you're not going to be able to shake me now at oh, this good. point. Like I you gave me your phone number, so <laughs> exactly. you kind of welcomed it. <laughs> I, I I absolutely welcomed it, and I'm so glad. Uh, but yeah, uh, your third time in the studio. I've seen you live like I don't know four or five times now, yeah. which is pretty crazy. Yeah, recently at Gold Sounds, that yeah. was a that was a time to be alive. That was a fun fun show. And that was for your brand new EP. Yeah. Well, it was out in June, right? Yeah, it's still like fresh. It's still fresh. So am I a new, like a real New Yorker if I cried on stage? Because oh, yeah. I definitely did that night. <laughs> it was Does a, that count? It was totally. And it was like a beautiful, beautiful night. And I think like for those that maybe that if they miss the, the tour, I love that you guys really upped kind of the entire visual aspect of it Thank with you. like a literal pink haze yeah that was in the show <laughs> john went like ham like we were talking and he's like so what's like the heavy duty hazer that i can get like what's gonna create like the most haze mm -hmm. and like the entire tour like every night just got like cloudier and cloudier and cloudier and then one venue had a hazer themselves and john's like let's do both of them <laughs> and it was just i think it was indianapolis maybe and that was probably the most humid show of the tour <laughs> like you step outside and you feel like you were hanging out while somebody else took a shower. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Like you're in the yeah. bathroom and you're like, yeah. Yeah. That's how it felt. And then after we got off stage, like I was just like. Oh. Well, and you must, I mean, everyone, I'm sure the guys must sweat as well. But drummers, I mean, well, you got, you must like really be dying back there. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure like, I'm sure it's hot for everybody, but like you're in like a whole nother level. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it would be nearly as bad, but like. I have to wear headphones mm -hmm. while I play yep. and I have a small head. So I always <laughs> have to wear a hat to keep it like gripped. Oh my God. So it's just like extra like helmet Taylor. That's and then awesome. when I get off stage, it's, and then it's the situation. Sweat, yeah. Taylor. <laughs> well, today uh, we have a really awesome concept today made by you, by the way, which is uh, going over some of the songs that inspired Pink Haze, which I'm really excited about because that is basically like the original premise of Pop Rocks, which is, which is kind of like the inspirations behind your music. Uh, so the first song that we started off with today was Floating on a Pink Haze. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about that song? Cool. That one was actually the first first song we wrote for the record oh. before we knew it was floating on a pink haze we just called it new love and we just we had it sitting in dropbox for a really long time honestly i left it sitting in dropbox for a long time because it froze my computer it had so many um layers of synth and reverb on it that my computer just like <laughs> kirked out every time so i stopped working on it for a while and um 
we needed to get re-inspired a little bit, and Sal came up with the bridge, which is actually Loki, his wedding vows. Yeah, like, <laughs> I like can't. the cutest thing. I know. I can't even believe that that is wedding vows. That's literally the sweetest thing I've ever heard. He didn't tell anyone. I found out about it because his wife posted a story on Instagram. Aaron called him out that, for oh, it. So that's how you found that's out. That's how I found out. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's the sweetest thing ever. Yeah. Mixed with like a little inspiration from Bleachers Don't Take the Money. Like, you know, that like very low pitched, like almost spoken wordy yes. kind of vibe. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So oh, that's, that's kind of where that came from. That's really cool. Um, so that was the first song you recorded for this EP. But you didn't obviously know what was going to come next. We had no idea. Did that song kind of create the the inspiration for the rest of your recording? I don't think the vibe came until Tether. Okay. Um, the first songs that we actually professionally recorded, um, it was Tether and Modern Kids. Very polar opposites yeah, on the record. Totally. But they came out around the same time, uh, like last December, January-ish. So those were kind of what started to shape the sound. And then we were like, maybe we should go back to new love. And then it ended up becoming Floating on a Pink Haze after we came up with the album title. And we actually workshopped the album title a a few times too. We went through different pink blanks (laughs) beforehand. Um, So yeah. Wow. That's it's always so cool to hear the kind of the process behind it. So was your recording different? You say you recorded in a studio different than before? So what we did this time, I got to track live drums instead of programming all of them. So the first EP was um Taylor doing like finger tapping and stuff like that just because it was such a fresh thing, like mm-hmm. getting the the sound together and we were just like trying to do it in the most like economical slash fastest way possible because we really wanted to get the songs out and being a dropbox band meaning we were never in the same place while we were recording and writing you know that was just like the most efficient way to get it out but for this record we really wanted to take the time to get like our full personality across so this was my first time actually throwing my physical personality into the record which felt amazing like actually sitting down and being able to go ham on the drum kit while still being creative and, um, you know, creating different textures and distorted drums and things like that. So we really got to layer the drums. And I think it gave it like a much more round and like dynamic sound throughout the record. Totally. Totally. Yeah, you can you can definitely hear that. And that probably makes it easier to play live as well, because you were playing it live already (laughs) you should have seen me while creating tiny sound before i um moved to new york and had a human-sized apartment i had my drum kit next to my computer set up so i'd be like tapping it out and then i'd go on the drum kit and like oh this feels nice okay like i i can do this live but when i don't do that sometimes it comes out like a little robotic and like not very tailor yeah because you're trying to because you're literally trying to Emulate a machine. A machine, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now you're emulating yourself. You are the machine. I am the machine. You are the machine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this new era that you made, it's different than your old sound. Um, and so you said it was pretty much that plus tether. Was it like an intentional um, sound that you were going for? Or was it kind of this natural progression of who X Nations is now? I think it was definitely a, a natural progression. Um, it, there was something about it, like especially when we were uh, – 
creating new love and then going to tether there was no like forced interaction when it came to writing like it was really just this is how sal and i are feeling right now and then john would put his really unique spin on you know bass and you know he'd tell us like oh don't do that can you hear john doing that you're like yeah i don't know about that yeah (laughs) so like you know with all of that mixed in it was very natural and just like a progression you know we kind of had pieces of what we were going for on tiny sound in the dark but going into pink haze like it just came way more natural and there's a few songs that we still have in dropbox from the pink haze era that i'm really hoping are going to be like the next knife where we couldn't figure it out at the time but in a couple months like work its we'll way figure in. it out that's awesome uh was this your first time recording with john or was he part of the recording? No, this was our first time with John. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Wow. So that's cool. Right when you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, because John wasn't able to have his opinion on the last. Yeah, EP. he joined. He literally joined on the tour. Yeah. The release. Like the EP Actually, that's probably tour. your. Was that was that the tour that was a year ago tomorrow? Probably. Yeah. Oh, we're not creatures of habit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, peep my Instagram. Pop rocks BK. There's a picture of us from one year ago. Well, I should probably reach out to John then and say happy one year. Yeah. <laughs> and you should. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll send like a really wholesome message. Oh, you're so sweet. Oh, I'll just send him like a happy one year. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's going to be like, what? Yeah, he'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, uh, also, I want to say that your uh, CD can be found at Rough Trade, which is really <gasps> exciting. And yeah. I just sent you a picture of it the other day. In the wild. In the wild. <laughs> I like as soon as you sent that, I sent it to my mom. I was like, mom, Aww. look. Who is the Our, coolest person? True. Denise. She's probably too cool to listen right now. She's probably <laughs> out living her life. She'll listen to the podcast, which can be found on Spotify now. True. Uh, all right. So I want to uh, talk about some of the songs that inspired Pink Haze because there is a very obvious sound that each song on the EP has. Tell me your guesses. Well, you have, like, guesses on like, the don't song. look at the playlist. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I, I know. <laughs> Can you tell, you want to tell me? Damn. No, it's fine. Uh, in general, there's just like an 80s tone to it, which I know like last time we were here, we talked about, especially like your love for Jack Antonoff and Bleachers, who has like a modern version of the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, this one actually sounds like it could have came out in the 80s, which is really cool. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Do you find, because we're both probably a similar age, you're younger than me, I think. Oh, I don't think so. How old are you? <laughs> Can I ask? I'm 29. Oh, I'm 30. Okay, oh, you're not yeah. that much younger. No. But, but we both didn't technically grow up in the 80s, but for some reason... We're like cuspies. I know. We're like, yeah, yeah, right on the end. Um, but for some reason, I feel like for the 80s is really nostalgic for me, even though I technically didn't have any memories of that time. Why do you think that that... Why do you think that that happened for you guys as well with the recording? Well... Both of the guys are technically 80s babies, Um, but just that like bleed over, you know what I mean? Like, woof, like the 2000s, I feel Mm -hmm. like that lasted for a really long time. So I feel like we just got that bleed over, but also like, I don't know, at least with John Hughes movies and stuff, some of my earliest like adolescent memories were watching like 16 Candles with my mom and like Breakfast Club and um, it was really funny in high school, like when skinny jeans came back, like we were like, you know, high school aged yep. and, you know, my mom was like, oh, the 80s are back to haunt me. <laughs> and like at that time, I was really into the cure and the strokes, like the Smiths. I mean, not that the strokes are from the 80s, but like that, like yeah. revival rock yes. kind of, you know, led me to the original stuff. And, you know, 
I was in a band. We were really bad, but we had like a Boys Don't Cry cover by The Cure oh, and okay. like, you know, playing stuff like that. So I've kind of been stuck there. Yeah, my it's always been life. part of you. Yeah. And I've always wanted to be in a band like this, but it was such a niche thing. And now like the 80s are such a strong presence in top 40s music that it's acceptable now. So yeah. everybody's like, let's jump on that bandwagon. I'm like, finally, like yeah. I feel seen. <laughs> like, thank totally. Lord, like totally. I'm here. But I think what's what's like I was saying before, it's crazy because it it even though it's 80s inspired, it really is like your own sound now, especially. Yeah, I mean, it's we, not like a 80s cover. It doesn't feel like a 80s cover or like a niche yeah. type of thing. It's like a your truest sound. Yeah, we don't try and bite off of it too yeah. much, you know. Um, but just the lyrical vulnerability and you know the synth tones and stuff like that is. I, I feel like what we take most from the 80s, but, you know, we have just as many uh, modern tracks on this playlist as we do older ones. If not, like, well, the modern ones kind of outweigh on this playlist. I mean, 2018 through 19 was such a good time for music. Yeah. So, like, it was hard to not put it all on there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, wait, let's go to it. Let's, let's talk about the first song. Um, uh, the band or the artist is now, now. I've never heard of them. Oh! <gasps> I know you introduced me when I when you sent it to me. I was like, oh, let me listen. Did you love it? Yeah, I loved it. Guys, You're... keep Tether in mind. I mean, I was just I burned that song into the <laughs> ground last winter. Like that was just my whole mood. So going into like the drum textures and the way that Tether moved was very much that vibe. And Sal was really into them. It's funny because he was the one that got me into Now Now. I didn't think that I would be into the record because I heard like their previous stuff and it was just more um, guitar driven, which isn't bad. You know, it's just not my yeah. cup of tea. High school Taylor would have loved it, but this record was just like a huge like growth for them. Mm -hmm. And I'm obsessed with it. I hope they keep going with it, um, but I won't geek out about them. Uh <laughs> I mean, no, I thank you for introducing me to them because yeah, yeah, I really like that song. To the whole record. All right. I it's, will. It's all really good. What's it called? Saved. Yep. All right. I'll check it out. I'm going to listen to it on my commute back. Your long so when commute. I get, yeah, my, my hour long commute home. Yep. Uh, at least I'll have that to cry to when I get lost on the subway again. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> at least this time you have a commute home. So that's nice. That's true. Usually after the shows. Four like, hours. Like a, back to Baltimore. Yeah. 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 So, Happy. hey, this is good. Yeah. One hour is, is not so bad. And you get to sit and it's mindless. It's true. It's true. Why don't you tell me about the next song on our playlist today? Cool. So we're going to dive into the Japanese house next. Love um, When that record came out, though. Like, do, do you remember, like, listening to the singles leading up to it and then, like, the whole record dropped and you're just like, It was woof. so good and seamless. Was there, like, a specific um, track that's on your EP that was inspired by this song specifically? Can you guess which one? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Slow erosion? On the spot. That's a good guess, what but it? it's dreaming still. That oh, was the very, yeah. very last one that we wrote. Like it was crunch time. Yeah. Like the last one we wrote and like, when did this one come out? Was it March or? Yeah. Yeah. I think when it was Japanese actually. house came out. Yeah. It yeah. was definitely when we it was were, like a little bit cooler and yeah, we were very stressed out. At least I was very really? stressed out, like trying to wrap the EP because we had like some deadlines. Oh, you did. You had deadlines. Yeah, we had some deadlines. Wow. Oh, but, like, yeah. But exciting deadlines. Yeah. We'll get into that. Um, <laughs> but for Dreaming Still, it's like the low tempo kind of uh, our first go at um, 
vocal samples and stuff like that. Like Tether had a, a touch of it, mm-hmm. but we went in a little bit heavier with um, Dreaming Still. Which, I, which, by the way, not to cut you off, is one of my favorite songs Dreaming by Still. you. Yeah, I remember getting the text from you at like 8 a.m. and you were <laughs> like, I am not crying this I, early in the morning to Dreaming Still right now. I like immediately cried. It, it, oh. like, it just like hit. I didn't yeah. even I didn't even like know it would happen and it happened. Like I'm listening to EP, I'm dancing, and then I was crying. Yeah. I feel like that's probably like one of the most relatable songs on the record because everyone has lost somebody close yeah. to them in some way or another. And um Sal dug really, really deep into that. Yeah. That when, feeling, you know? Yeah, when the bridge hits, it's it's like woo, it hits. <laughs> I was so happy with the bridge. He let me um, live out like my trap dreams. Like <laughs> he hates trap hats so much. And I, I was like, but this gives the vibe Please. of like trap hats, but like it's not quite there. And um, with Japanese house, especially the way that she programs percussion. Um, I love the way that the percussion pans across your headphones. Like when you really listen to her stuff and you hear the bells and like everything like uh, ping ponging between your ears. And that was something that I was really, really driven towards and yeah. still. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful track. Thank and uh, someone else that Sal loves is The Killers. Yes. <laughs> Which is next on the playlist. Um, can you tell me about, I don't know, how, I guess how The Killers or Brandon Flowers, how uh, I have how they a inspired. message from the man himself. The man, the myth. Sal Mastricola. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he mentioned that this song is one of the tunes that comes out strong and then completely launches into the stratosphere when the bridge comes along. This is verbatim, by the way, guys. <laughs> um, I wanted to try and capture that feeling on John Hughes with the super energetic bridge. I mean, who would have known? Definitely not me. That was my first time hearing that song. <laughs> and I think that's insane to me, but... Listening to that bridge and how it hit, I'm like, oh, that, do- that I, I, does feel familiar. I like, like how for you, it's like, oh, that reminds me of us. <laughs> I, I definitely... Uh, took drum inspiration without ever hearing that song oh that's cool though <laughs> like the well, way then, the the drums hit um i'm like you can't like tell on the radio i'm air drumming right now but like in the bridge and john hughes when when the tape starts to roll uh, 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 yeah I, that was my time to be like a ham 80s drummer yes. i will post a video of me performing that in studio i was literally <laughs> snake arming and it was the best time of my life that's that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> um, so when you were, we are going to play John Hughes because uh, obviously after Runaways, what a great transition. Um, but can you tell me about, I mean, we were talking about the how that uh, those movies inspired you growing up. But how did those movies inspire you during the recording process? Like, were you actually like literally watching movies or listening to movie music from those soundtracks? Honestly, it's just something that people kept comparing us to over and over and over again. And Sal wanted to lean into it really hard. Like, if this is what people are hearing, we're going to give them what they want. And that's what we were striving to do. But um, I think just subconsciously growing up and hearing the music from those movies, it just stuck, you know? Uh, I remember, like, the prom music and 16 Candles. I don't know the song in real life. I just, I hear the bass line in my head, like, almost at least a couple times a week. Mm-hmm. I will attempt to hum it out. And if somebody knows the song in real life, like, please send it to me. It's like the dun 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 I mean, that sounds like everything. <laughs> that almost sounds like the 1975 sped up. 
I don't want your money, but yeah, right. That like yep. bass vibe in the eighties is so strong. Yep, totally. So strong. Well, that makes sense because yeah. the nineteen seventy five is also heavily influenced by the eighties. So. Yeah, I wish that I liked the last. Oh, people. I I mean I don't even like I I haven't connected with the record before that. Either. Oh yeah. I, I just love the um. The, What's the long title? Just, Something sleep. Oh, the second one. The, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So good. That's I haven't so been good. able to get past that. <laughs> yeah. If you the, guys can send me songs to like change my mind, I, will. I would love that. I so will. Okay. Did you hear the, the one that is also super 80s sounding? Which one? Um, It's not living. If it's not with you, that mm-hmm. one it didn't do it for me, but I like the title. <laughs> do you, the song didn't do it for it you. It didn't though? do it for That's me. Okay. It didn't have to. The record just, they set the bar so high. I know, yeah. It's, so high. They're kind of screwed. And like, you know, like there's just some bands that you love so much that it's hard to let go of their previous sound. Totally. I run into that a lot. So like next year when you guys are listening to like three albums later into the 1975, I'm going to be hitting <laughs> all of you up like, oh my God, this record <laughs> slaps so hard. Wait, I love It's Not Living <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not with you. Well, you're on. This is going to be online. They're ever, you're going to know. I'm going to call you out. Please do. When you're like, oh, my God. Have you heard this song? Yeah. Like the run. Like you haven't heard Battleborn. That's 2012. I listened to like <laughs> whatever the singles were from it. And I just went back to Hot Fuss. Yeah. I mean, Hot Fuss is definitely classic. Um, But hey, you know what else is classic? You. Do you have. You. I bet. I'm sure they're all your babies. But do you have a favorite Hands down, slow erosion. Oh yeah! Is Ever since your... slow erosion was a thing, I was like, "This is this is my baby." Yeah, it's a beautiful track. Thank you. Beautiful. Um, the drums, like, and that actually came as like me sitting there trying to think of. I'm like, the song is so spacious that it was really hard to try and create the rhythm for it. And I was sitting there doing that, like the sounds in it as a joke, like trying to come up. I'm like, what can I do that sounds good? I'm like tapping it out, and I'm like, wait. This is actually kind of cool. And then I sent it to Sal and he's like, wow. Yeah. So I just kept going with it. Like when I need that extra confidence boost to keep going on an idea, I'll send it to Sal. And if he like responds like with a whoa or a bro, <laughs> like then you I know. know then it's good. But if it's like some kind of like, yeah, this is kind of cool. I can see where this is headed. Then I know that's him being like, like mm, not feeling it, not feeling it. But like, I'm going to let you play this out. <laughs> That's good to know. At least you guys know each other so well that that's, you know that that would happen. Yeah. And at least he's like, wouldn't be like, no, because it could turn into some, evolve into something. Yeah. But he's like, uh, I'm not feeling it now. But. I mean, honestly, when he sent Dreaming Still first, it was called Turning the Corner. And I was like, not feeling it at all. And really? it's because I didn't listen to his instructions and I listened without headphones. And that's um, like definitely a nuanced song, especially in its demo form. And then I was actually on an airplane and I put my headphones in and listened to it. And then I cried. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so this, like, okay, I this get it. can stay. I get it. Was it more? Well, was, was it just him and guitar for for the demo? No, oh, well, okay. I can. That's what I should have put on the playlist. Dreaming still. Um, well, the demos. Oh, I, that would that have been be kind of cool. cool. Well, there's you can come back. It's yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It was, I guess, like some natural piano, um, like really, like, I think there was some guitar. I don't know. It was very like just 
to the point, but he had some like moody, like bouncing kind of drums. The like the high end oh, ones were in there. Yeah. And then I added most of like the low end, like like almost like the hip hop mm-hmm. kind of vibe and like the deep 808s. Yeah. And that's kind of, um, I don't know, you can tell in almost every song, like once you know, like who wrote which parts, it's, you can tell who it is every time. At least I can, <laughs> yeah. like, that's definitely Sal. Like, that's that's definitely Sal. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up that you put on your playlist is one of both of our favorite bands and artists which is bleachers um good old jacques jacques <laughs> jacques, jacques antonoff, antonoff. <laughs> uh last week i did an entire i don't know if you saw i did a whole episode on jack and all basically songs that he's written and that he's produced for other people as well i loved it oh thanks yeah it was it was fun because i already have a jack antonoff playlist on spotify that i just pretty much any song that he produces i just throw it on there can we please note that Evan is now wearing a bleacher shirt? Yeah, I got Jack's, Jack's face, face on me. <laughs> I, I have Jack's face on me right now. And that's because I know Taylor's a huge fan. And that mm-hmm. was from just my first time that you were here. And we it was literally, a hard bond. It was a hard bond. I mean, we pretty much had like just the bleachers playlist at that point. Because yeah. you had two songs then. So it was like them and you. Yeah. <laughs> Never about the money. Don't take the money. I mean... Yeah. There's no correlation. It's There's fine. exactly. There's no inspiration from that at all. <laughs> but hey, this one uh, is cool because you're talking about the song Wake Me, which is not like the most popular Bleacher song. So how has this one kind of inspired you for this EP? I definitely don't have a tattoo that says Wake Me on my arm. Yeah. So, that, <laughs> that so one, that's an important one for you. Um, Bleachers in general is just an important one for me. Um. I like lovingly refer to the beginning of X Nations, which was pre Sal and John to X Nations 1.0 when I was still trying to figure it out and like get the members all together and things like that. And then that dissolved and I was like so overdoing music and like depending on other people and, you know, that whole shebang that I was like, I'm not playing music anymore. And then Gone Now came out and it was just so inspiring. I was like, oh, like I'm probably gonna have to buy a new synth. Like I'm. (laughs) I'm just going to have to go all in like I'm not done yet. And then um, within like days, like I guess like a week later, like I met Sal at Rough Trade. No way. Yeah. And it was just like one of those moments where like we immediately clicked and he was like, you know what? If we can write something together over the Internet in this weird hodgepodge way that we plan on being a band, I'm in. Wow. So then never about the money was a thing. And that's he's been stuck with me ever since. Wow. So that's like directly from gone now inspired you to like literally get back into music yeah wow that's really cool i mean you know i have a little jack tat it's like jack and stevie nicks (gasps) is wild heart oh my god so we both have we both have bleachers tats cheers 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 to to our heart seltzer (laughs) to our heart seltzer (laughs) we're tough should we yeah we're tough and uh going back to john hughes uh i saw on your instagram at x nations that you guys were recording a music video before, directed by Aaron Bagwell. Well, I'm just wondering when that video is coming out. Yeah, no. We have been waiting for the right time to do it. We wanted to give ourselves like some breathing time after tour. Yeah. Um, just to kind of like, we did all of that. Wow. Um, so on a whim, we were like, let's release John Hughes tomorrow. Like it's ready. Tomorrow. Um, so we're going to premiere it with Substream exclusively. Ooh. Yeah. So we'll be posting tonight for the time that it's going to be dropping tomorrow. Super excited about it. 
Um, please ignore my bad dancing. They made me do it. It like really pains me to watch it. Don't at me. I'm going to at you. <laughs> I'm going to at you for sure. For sure. I want to play one of my favorites by you. And I'm not going to lie. This, I think, from the times that I've been like, what's your favorite X Nation song? And the times that you guys have said, what's your favorite X Nation song? Um, this was pretty much what I kept seeing was slow erosion. Uh, it seems like people really connected to this one. Yeah. Can you tell me about the song? There's so much. And I know. we only have seven <laughs> I know. Hits, I, know. So I'm just gonna, I know. It's true. It's probably like six minutes now. And um, I had and I have questions from listeners too. So okay. hopefully we'll have time for it all. Okay. I'll breeze through this one. Okay. Um, Sorry to no. make you rush. I mean, there's just so many different meanings behind the song that you can take so many like different ways mm -hmm. it could be our current political climate i mean mm -hmm. hashtag slow erosion mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> um it could be from which, uh, was, which was the theme on your first ep as well yeah um like it could be a dissolve of a relationship it could be you know it's it's a multi-dimensional song and it's so funny how it has so much when it's the most sparse song uh we were just really careful with the textures and everything that we chose for it like normally i'm like let's load it up with synths but it's very spacious mm -hmm. and that's i think one of the things that makes it stand out on the record yeah well you know since we only have a few more minutes uh, i want to make sure that uh we can maybe on instagram pop rocks bk you can answer some of the questions is that cool with you yeah or hit me with one now okay i'll hit you with one what's your favorite part of the music production process Ooh. okay I love when my part is done. Like all the drum layers are already in the computer. They're compressed. They're blown out with distortion and reverb. Um, I just come back up from tracking acoustic drums and I can hear the work that I did um, melded into the song. It's like a super satisfying feeling. Yeah, that's amazing. Hey, you that was a quick Quick answer. <laughs> I'm ready. Hit me with another one. All right. The other one, uh, a listener said, if you could improve in any area, what would it be? Like in life? That's <laughs> um, like a loaded question. Loaded. Loaded. What ways can I improve? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What could I do? Maybe I could stop being self-deprecating. <laughs> oh no. No, that'll ruin the music. I yeah. need to be self-deprecating. need to. Yeah. Um, honestly, is consistency. Um, is a big one. I will go ham for months. I will like, like I booked the tour. I got tour press. I did all of this stuff. And then the last like month, I've just been like the human equivalent to a, like a 7-Eleven Slurpee. <laughs> like I'm, I'm just barely there. Oh, I'm like I mean, taking a break, you know, yeah, like after tour and stuff. So like I'm getting back into the group of things, but like consistency is just one of those things that like I could do a lot better with. Well, I mean, you you did a lot. You you guys were doing a lot. You worked really hard. And, uh, you know, before you go, I just want to thank you so much again. I respect you and your music so much. And I'm really happy for all you've accomplished so far. Thank you. And where you're going from here. I love you. I love so you nice too. Me. Don't, don't forget about me when you're... Like, you know, I'm literally the one blowing you up. Okay, Evan. good. I mean, we're, <laughs> don't worry, we're blowing each other up. <laughs> True. Well, thank you again so of much course. for coming in. I uh, appreciate it. And let's go out for a drink. Yes.